Wow. What's up, everyone? Welcome back into uh, the stream. Uh, it's myself, Riven Dragon, here with uh, Dr. Fate, uh, as we're here to talk about podcast number 30. Uh, which is, this is crazy. We're on podcast number 30. Uh, this podcast has been going on a lot. This podcast has taken many shapes and forms. It's actually pretty cool. We started with the Meet the Streamer, and then turned into like, some gaming news. Went back to Meet the Streamer. It just took on some different forms, and we're finally here. We're going to mix it with gaming news and eventually soon a Meet the Streamer uh, type segment. But anyway, what's up, Fate? How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How was your day? Oh, it was good. Well? Yeah, it's been good. Been kind of been kind of crazy, you know. Been nutty as all heck. Um, but we're I'm glad that we're uh, you know everything's good, and we're uh, we're here to sit down and talk about some good stuff. I think on this podcast, uh, we got we we have the uh, what we have we had the oh gosh what we have we had a lot actually. Um, we have the Glimmers launched. We have some great EA news. Some good Square Enix news, some cool Blizzard news. There's some good thing we got to talk about uh, this this week. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to getting to these conversations. Um, so I don't have my chat up. I don't think. Uh, do I have my chat up? Oh, I do have my chat up. There we go. Hi, chat. I can I can see what you're saying now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get some music up over over here so we can just listen and stuff. But uh, let's jump into this news. So this was a this this was a big week uh, in the streaming realm. Uh, there was a brand new, uh, site that launched called Glimish. Uh, I don't know if anyone's actually heard about that. Uh, Glimish was a brand new streaming website, Glimish.tv, if you want to check it out. When that launched? 3-2, right? This Tuesday, this past Tuesday? That is Yeah. Correct. Tuesday, it launched at like 11 o'clock. It was a little rocky of a start, but that was expected. Uh, they're in their alpha stages right now. Um, and it's it's actually, it's going pretty good. You, you've been streaming on there pretty uh, pretty often. How, how's it going for it right now? Uh, it's a lot better than what it was the last couple of days. Uh, things are definitely a lot more stable than what it was. There's still some disconnects here and there, but it's not as bad as it was from the very beginning, especially the first day. The first day was pretty pretty crazy overall and, it was pretty crazy uh, yeah but yeah everything like from the stream like the stream overall like from when i was like streaming on the platform it was a lot mm -hmm. smoother today and there was like no stuttering at all and everything was going well throughout the day when i was playing and everything so I, it, it was definitely a lot better today and I, i'm hoping like as time progresses and stuff especially from all the data and stuff that they're getting from the streams, things will get a lot better over time. That's great. That's good to hear. You know, you know, I I, I streamed on it for a little bit on um, the day it launched, but I just couldn't I couldn't stay consistent because the servers were up and down, which is expected. You know, the ingests were clogged or whatever the heck was happening. Uh, but I was watching some streams. I watched you for a while, uh, and then I watched some other uh, streamers for a little bit, and it was smooth. Uh, you know, FTL was FTL was working pretty well. I love that the fact that a reverse engineer mixes FTL and then made it open source for the community. I think that's great. Um, so now, and now it's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to see that. I know there, what, what happened with, so there was a DDoS attack the same day at launch. What, what happened with that? Did it ever actually go through? Did they, did they thwart it? What happened with the DDoS? Do we know? Act, yeah, it, it actually, like the whole site shut down quite a few times due to that. Uh, we, that, I have no idea who it was. They didn't say anything about it. Um, wow. Like the whole site, shut down twice in a row throughout the that's day. crazy i did see that <laughs> yeah things literally like ironed out over time though and got i wouldn't say to normal but you were able to do stuff over time and they gave out the keys and stuff along the way that's cool let's uh let's bring up glimish and uh check it out since we're talking about so go to the main site so the alpha is here so it's pretty cool. So we're where it's in alpha stages, um, you know, within, you know, they're telling us like it's a very early save and, you know, it's a very early save, a very early phase. Uh, it's going to have its issues. Uh, they want people to stream on it to help create issues, you know, uh, work with them to help create new products and grow Glimish into the best platform it can be. Um, so, you know, try new things in the platform, report issues if you see them. 
uh, you know, report, you know, people who are doing ridiculous things. If you see them, you know, see something, say something, don't be quiet about it. Cause then you're just being part of the problem. Um, so it looks pretty cool. So the few, the few ones they have right now, the, I know they can be adding more categories right now. We have gaming, art, music, tech, IRL, and education, which I think is cool. Um, hopefully we'll see some educational streamers, like, you know, people who do teaching, uh, kind of like if, you know, maybe, maybe it's like live people who do like Udemy classes or, or LinkedIn training classes. Maybe we'll see them stream here live. Uh, that'd be pretty cool and teach like different things, you know, have hold like nightly sessions and that'd be dope. Like you have like adult classes on Glimish to teach like, you know, networking or, you know, business writing that that'd be pretty cool. Have like live education. I think that's something different. They really see, uh, between the different platforms. Oh yeah, I totally um, agree. It, like, especially like when somebody wants to teach, like, let's say, like guitar, for example, they can help mm -hmm. you, you know, learn along the way and get taught for that. Which was that's really true. Cool. I, I, that is I pretty cool. And plus, I, I don't even think I'll, I'll be honest. I don't even think Twitch has something like that in a way. I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't, I don't think they have an education uh, category. Uh, that I'm aware of, but they have, you know, that probably falls like IRL or music where you can teach things like that. Um, but I don't think they get into, um, uh, different things, you know, different things like that, which is actually pretty cool. Um, I got, so talking about like Glimish, so they, they have this, uh, what I think they, what I think they're doing better in terms of tags, even though right now it's kind of similar in a way to what Twitch does with tag. I'm going to bring Twitch up too. Um, what Twitch does with tags, like if you're looking up a specific game, uh, like I'm going to use Neo 2 because it's the game I'm horribly addicted to right now. Like this, it's uh, it's like, it's not good addiction and you're going to have to peel me from my seat type addiction. Um, <laughs> so it's just, I can't stop playing this game. And there's like, there's Outriders that release. So I'm like, yeah, F that game. Give me, give me Neo. Give me tons of freaking anger issues with Neo. Um, so... Uh, so if you look, if you look at Glimish right here, like you see all these tags up over here on the use on the on streamers, uh, things like you can actually type in like, you know, look at looter shooter and then press enter. And it brings back every tag that might have a looter shooter, which is cool. Twitch does the same thing. Like if I type in, you know, a tag, I, I want to, you know, the, the trending tags, all tags, but if I type in like RPG, oh, it doesn't show up on oh, role playing. Uh, let's do, let's do playthrough. There we go. First playthrough. I click that and it pulls up any, any, any tag for that specific game. Uh, that I'm doing. So in terms of like what Glimish does with tags, I think it works better uh, because I don't think you can actually search here for a tag, right? You can't like search in, in inside of Twitch's search for anyone with a tag of first playthrough. Um, See, that, that's one thing that sets it off, like set, like it, that's different compared to Twitch is that there's no gaming categories. It's all just tags and stuff. Yep. It literally sets it apart from each other. It does, and that's cool. So you're you're underneath the category of gaming. You don't you don't you don't assign yourself a game. You assign yourself a hey, batches live. You assign yourself uh the gaming category, and then you assign yourself and then you assign yourself um different tags underneath your uh profile. Uh, not profile, excuse me, underneath settings. Underneath the settings tab, you go to your channel settings. And then you set up your tags here and then people can, and then whatever you have here, people can, I need the gaming or art. They can search like, you know, uh, PC gaming. Uh, I want to see variety PC gaming and they show you every single streamer that's variety PC gaming. So it kind of adds in a little discoverability better than what Twitch has. You know, Twitch has some cool things like, Oh, okay. I can look up someone who has someone who's playing Neo two, or even let's look up someone who's playing, uh, outriders. No, just type in outriders. And here's these, these are the trending tags, multiplayer, first place, first player, first playthrough, PVE. So if you click those, it sorts, it sorts everything by that. Um, what I don't like about, what I don't like about this, um, is that I can't type an RPG, which I think is silly, even though, yeah, yeah, but role play usually, I would think that'd be used more for like, you know, D and D type, like live, like board games and things like that. Um, so, oh, what's up, Rob? What's up, Danny? Welcome in, everyone. Outriders is so much fun. It is. I, I have to play it more, but, you know, Neo. <laughs> um, so, which is this? So, I, I have an issue with their with their tags because it's weird. Like, if I come in here and I go to my, what is it, creator dashboard, right? 
and I go to my stream manager and I go to edit my stream info. And usually like anything that doesn't have an X to it. Like if I change this to uh, Outriders. Um, out RPG pops up. It's a default tag, but I can't search on that tag. So I never changed my category either. I'll do that now. <laughs> um, put that cookie down. No way, man. I'm going to eat that cookie. It's mine. Can't have it. Uh, so that's, I think, I, oops, I think in terms of like discoverability, it's doing a little bit better. Uh, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just clicking buttons and hoping things work. <laughs> Tis the American way. Um, so I think that's, I think Blemish has that going better. I, I, I think, I think if this actually does well though, like if they do this well, like if I now can type in, you know, let me see PC gaming and anything with like the RPG tag. I can find all my P, you know, I can find all the people who are doing PC games on RPG. And whether that be, hey, real classic is life. Um, whether that be on whether you're doing Destiny or Apex Legends, I'm not sure why Apex Legends. I, I well, get to, I guess you have to look at it though. This person might play RPG games every now and then. So that person you can then find like, oh, he's playing Genshin, Genshin Impact, but today he's playing uh, Apex Legends, but you know, kept his tags the same. Where Twitch is just like kind of an annoying way of looking for it. Like, this is cool. You can search by drops enabled. Show me every single live channel with drops enabled. But the problem with it, this is where we have an issue with it, is that I just clicked on drops enabled. Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm, I'm lying. So drops enabled actually says, uh, oops, hi to low. We'll actually show you every game, every uh, user or streamer that has, that's playing a specific game with the tag drops enabled. So it provides a little bit of discoverability, but because I can't come up here and search for it, I think kind of makes Glimish a little bit better in a certain way. But I do believe if this does well, Twitch will borrow it and make it their and put it their own thing into it. So See, the cool the cool thing that I definitely think is awesome is like you can put your own full fledged custom tags for yep. Glimish instead of having it set. You know, I mean, you can use the set ones that's already there. But you can make your own custom ones like, that you choose. Mm -hmm. People can search through that, you know, if the, if you know they're trying to look for it. Nope, I agree. I agree, man. And uh, what I also like about this too is that let me close out. Let me get rid of these tags and just set this back to normal. It doesn't sort by viewership. I'm not seeing that. It's just sorting. And every time you click on gaming, like we have slide decks up at the first one. I click gaming. Now someone else is new. 8-bit, it's, it's, it's randomizing who you're seeing when you come into it. It's never giving you the same people uh, where, where you come into like, you know, uh, Rust and every time you come into Rust and you just refresh it, it's the same person, even recommended for you. If you do recommended for you, you click it and it's the same guy with 2.700 user viewers, which, which is, you know, all right, cool. But this kind of gives it where randomizes it for you, where you're never seeing the same person I mean, you might see the same person twice, but it does give you the option of like, when you come to it, you're going to see a different person up here, which I think is very nice for discoverability, seeing different streamers and giving everyone kind of like that fair chance of being seen. So where Twitch is just like, hey, if you got the viewers, you're going to win. So where it's just giving really everyone a fair chance. Uh, I like that. So there's a lot of good things that going on, I think going on with there. I think they need to meet some changes. I think this right here, the, underneath the more the user list where you can actually search for streamers. Like if I want to search for like Dr. Fate, I have to come to more user list and then type in that and then type in that person and then click profile, which is kind of silly. I feel like it should go from, uh, you should be able to go to, you better click on user list from here, type in the person's name and then click channel. So it brings you straight to the channel and not to the, not to the profile and make like the profile a secondary thing. While I like profiles, I think they're cool. I just think the channel is, you know, where I really want people to go to if I'm going to be streaming here. Have any issue with Kimalaz where you have to reset every stream to get it work properly? Mm, I cannot say I have crack shot. I haven't, I haven't messed with it. It wasn't working for me the other night with alerts. Any, I haven't had any issues on my end for that. That's weird. No, that's weird, man. But overall, I think uh, I think Glimish, you know, is in the right direction. I think it's going well. 
Um, so that's cool. Uh, I know yesterday the service. Oh, go ahead. I, I do have another thing to say. Another thing that's awesome with the platform is that they're open and transparent about everything. Yes. Even when yep. something breaks, they're honest about it. And, you know, they tell you right away, like, if something's going wrong or, you know, they even put it on the website, for example. Like, I think it's like literally in the top of the website. Yes. Uh, yes. I saw that yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I was I was setting up. I finally got my stream key the, that night. And it was a blurb up here saying they were having it. There was a bug with their FTL servers, uh, which was actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, Gl Glimish is good. I, I like it. Um, so I, I do. I think I have a little a little pet peeves with it, though. Um, like, like I think the future of Glimish is, is going in a direction. Um, I the biggest thing for me. FTL is not a selling point for me. Um, and, I'll, and I'll explain why, because RTMP, where it used to be, and it could be anywhere between five to 10 second delay. They've worked where RTMP right now is anywhere between a one to three second delay, which is not bad. Uh, YouTube also has their really low latency, which is just as fast as FTL and actually uh, even between glimishes as they work it out. And even when Mixer was around, it was more stable than um, Mixer's FTL. Uh, so I don't know. I, for me, FTL is not a selling point to fully like pick up and go, hey, I'm here to stream on a uh, stream on an FTL uh, stream. I think once they get WebRTC up and running, I think that'd be better. It would be more stable overall. Uh, but FTL is just not a selling point for me because it's just the way RTMP, um, just, just the way RTM, uh, RTMP works uh, and how and how quick it is uh, where we are right now. So like we're, I'm chatting and people are probably like anywhere between the one to three second delay. Uh, with Twitch, which which isn't bad, uh, but I also guess it depends on what you're actually playing, what you're actually doing. That instantaneous, uh, hey, your hand string, um, is that like that instant instantaneous? Like if you're doing it something like that's esports, e something like that. But even then, I still feel like that one second's not that bad compared to like the millisecond. And also on top of that, you have lots of funkiness with FTL, even when over on Mixer. And hopefully, they can work that out and better it. Better it is that correct grammar? Well, make it better than what uh mixer was compared to what ftl is today and i know there's like some things like if you scroll through here you'll see some weird stuff like happening on the stream uh with the thumbnail uh like this right here like you see that happening that's just that's just ftl that's the quirkiness inside of ftl uh mixer had the same issues uh so i'm hoping they can figure that out and get rid of that because when you're watching a stream and, and, and it's consistently happening it can be annoying um so and then sometimes you're wondering, well, is it my internet? Is the person who's streaming the internet? But it's really, honestly, it's just FTL. Uh, it's just it's just the FTL quirkiness. Other than that, though, I think it's probably my biggest pet peeve <laughs> with with um, with uh, uh, what's gonna call it, Glimish in terms of you know using FTL versus RTMP. So let's see what happens when we release uh, WebRTC with it. Uh, hopefully, it's a uh, Hopefully it's good and they, and they move it on. And, you know, I think the for people who are looking to move here, uh, I think everyone needs to understand uh, there's a big red word right here that I think people need to understand. This, this right here. I, I think people need to eat that word and just digest it. Uh, this is not Twitch. This is not production. It has not been live for like 12 years. It lost. It went live two days ago. Uh, so if you're expecting to jump on and be awesome and then do great and you're shitting the platform, you got to chill out, man, because it's an alpha. Indeed. And if you don't know what an alpha is, it means it's like the beginning stages. It's the, like early release. It's an early release video game. You are supporting the platform by streaming on it, subbing to it and subbing to creators on the platform. Um, it does not mean that you're expected to have fresh like production type Twitch quality streams. Yeah, some days you might have that. Other days, the servers might take a shit, and you're not going to have that. Uh, it just depends on what's happening. You know, it's alpha. They're working bugs out. You know, there's, there's going to be bugs in the system. So, and then once they move to alpha, they get into beta. And once they get out of the beta, they go to production. But that's, you know, it's a long road. So, if you feel like alpha is not for you, dude, that's cool. Don't stream on it. You know, you still got options. You got YouTube. Uh, you got Facebook. And you got Twitch. Uh, you know, pick pick your pick your poison and stream when you want to stream. I just feel like there's really no reason to crap on a platform that just launched. Uh, it was just some weird stuff going on Twitter the other day. People just, you know, mouthing off without knowing anything about the platform. It's like, do you even read up on it? Do you even do any research? People just like to talk shit and not research anything. 
Excuse my language. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- there was quite a bit of people. I've been like, you know, there was a lot of people that was extremely excited about it. You know, looking forward to going there, and then not even a day later after it launched, they were talking down about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like really. It's true. Really? It's an alpha launch. It's going to have bugs and issues. Yep. No, I agree. Iron out along the way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree, man. So we'll see. We'll see what actually happens with it along the way. I, th- I think the platform's in very good hands. The team has been very quick to respond, very quick to fix issues, very transparent about going out the issues. Uh, I hope it stays that way. Uh, I think it will. But I, I think people just need to chill out and give it a chance to go. Uh, also, in alpha, you have to think about it too. Like it's a brand, it's a brand new. And right now, this is attract this this site's attracting streamers more than it is attracting non-streamers. So the streamer to viewer ratio is going to be very low, and you're going to have more streamer versus viewers. Uh, so everyone who's everyone who's supporting each other and watching each other is mainly going to be a streamer. If you remember the D Live early days. It was exactly the same way. Eventually, we got. Eventually, people started trickling into it, and, and that viewers and that ratio changed. But we're two days into the launch. Like this is not something that's a household name like Twitch. This is something that's starting to come up. Um, I love when I come to the site, though, dude. I got, I got, I got Mixer, uh, um, ooey, uh, user interface vibes, like a really improved Mixer interface. Um, this is very nice. So, like, you can just tell, like, you can tell it's alpha. Like, look how basic this is, gaming streams. Very basic, just a title, a header on their on their HTML page. So, it will definitely uh, grow and change over time. I'm going to keep my eyes on it. Um, Mordas Gaming, my, you know, uh, my brand right now is not moving fully to uh, Glimish at this time. Uh, I will probably stream a day or two here and there on it, uh, but I'm not fully moving. Uh, I'm going to stay on Twitch and keep my eye on Glimish. I'm definitely gonna support it. I th- I'm subscribed to their uh, their monthly pledge, I guess, because I really want to see the platform take off and do well with it. And I'll probably stream on there, like maybe on Saturday, every other Saturday, like just uh, doing streams there the whole day, uh, just to get just to get some uh, glimmish time over there. But uh, other than that, I think it's a great I think it's a great platform. I'm really happy to see what they're doing with it. So good luck, glimmish. I hope it takes off and does really good. It's pretty cool, dude. It's pretty cool. I'm excited for it. It's not, you know what it is too, chat and, and fate. It's really cool to see a brand new platform come out and give streamers more options. Like all we have is Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. I feel like that's all we have. I mean, it's D Live, but I mean D Live. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> no, I was like, what's that? Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what Glimish does. I hope it. I hope it does well, and uh, we'll see what goes on with it. But hopefully, it's uh, hopefully, hopefully it does well. I, I really just, I really hope it does well. So good luck, Glimish team. Uh, I'll see you guys probably every other Saturdays there. Uh, but for the for majority, I will be on on Twitch. Um, unless something, you know, and as and as they grow in alpha, you know, I'll keep my on it. Uh. And I guess the biggest problem of not moving, I've moved so many times that I've burnt my community um, and then end up losing like lots of followers and just lost people who used to come into the stream and they got scattered, didn't know where I was, where's Riven, where's this guy? So it just, it really burnt the Immortus Gaming community and I, I don't want to do that again. So, and, and if I restream, I feel like I can't give Twitch and the community here the 110% that it deserves. Um, so unless something like something really changes with Glimish and then, you know, I'm going to do what's best for the community right now. Uh, if they want to, you know, if it wants to say, hey, let's go to Glimish, then we'll go to Glimish. Um, but I think I'm just going to stream one day, one day a week out of there and, and stay full time on Twitch for right now or part time on Twitch for right now. So that's, that's my, that's my thinking. Possibly. You're going full time though there, right? You're, you're going to be streaming there all the whole, the whole way, uh, forever now, uh, fate. Yep. Yep. From here on out, I, I am a hundred percent sticking to the platform through all the bells and whistles, man. Nice, dude. That's awesome. No, that's good. I'm glad, man. That's exciting. I, I know, I know like a lot of people looking to get off Twitch. Uh, so there's another place that you can do that. So check it out. If you're unsure of it, that's cool. But check it out. I think the other biggest thing that we didn't discuss either. Um, I'll go into someone's stream really quick. Uh, yeah, everyone gets a sub button. No matter how many viewers you have. No matter how, how, what, no matter what, you all get a sub button. So that, that's a that's a big thing too. Like you, you can subscribe to everyone. 
to anyone <laughs> that is has a Glimish account and has tried their Stripe uh, their Stripe account set up, which is pretty dope. So if you're looking to like make this your like you know fund your little hobby of gaming or you know art or whatever, uh, this is a very cool thing to do because everyone gets a sub button. Um, they take fifty percent. And what is it? It's forty nine. It's 50, 50, 50, 50 split, kind of like Twitch. Yeah, so 50-50 split. So you're getting 250, they're getting 250, whatever. It also supports this platform as well. So if you're behind the platform, you know, you can sub to them. As, you can also sub to the, um, whatchamacallit, you can also sub to their platform supporter, support thing, uh, and you can sub to people. So you get, so they get like, you know, you can send them 25 bucks a month, um, which happens, and you can also then sub to, you know, uh, other streamers which also they get money off of that from as well so it helps us it helps them i don't know about uh, did they say anything about virtual currency i don't remember about virtual currency like bits or anything like that i think they said that they are going to be probably doing something that like that later on down the road just not anytime soon i think they're okay. mostly focused on fixing a lot of stuff first before anything before no, that type of stuff understood yeah get the get the streamers up and running make sure this technology is running and then you can add on to what we need after that so that's cool that's no, exciting it's an exciting time it gives streamers options so you, you have a new option I'll, I'll drop this in chat here uh if anyone who's not seen glimish before can go check it out um but that that's a lot that's all the glimish news i think we have um it's exciting to see it launch it really is uh so i'm excited that it went live it, you know a little rocky of a start but Expect with Alpha, so I, I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So good job, Alpha. Uh, good job, Alpha. Good job, Glimish, and good luck, team. So, all right, move on to some of our gaming news. Uh, so I this was you sent me you sent this me this article, uh, Fate. Uh, that Blizzard hired the former President Bush counterterrorism advisor Francis uh, Townsend as the executive vice president for corporate uh, affairs and secretary. Um, I found this pretty interesting because I guess she has, you know, she's going to be looking at, she's going to be overseeing compliance and ensuring that the, the U S and the overseas company play nice. And the players information between those companies are always kept private. Uh, and I guess having that type of background and having, and I guess also because of having that type of background, you also have, um, foreign connections. So I guess it makes, especially, you know, one of the things I think they're looking for, I was I, uh, going through the article was like, they're looking, especially China was one of the things they want to make sure like the player's information is private, especially going through, because they have, because the Blizzard organization is split up in so many different areas across the world. They want to make sure that all the services going through tra and transits of information is being, tra you know, pushed, pushed between different, all these different areas. She wants to make sure that, you know, privacy is the 110% most important thing for players information. So I thought it was very interesting to hire someone like in that realm for counter for counter terrorism and, and advisor. I guess because it has that type of background with the, with uh, with dealing with uh, foreign uh, foreign embassies and things like that, which is actually pretty interesting. I, don't know. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting myself, and honestly, I think it's a good thing that everything's going to be private from here on out, especially with everything that's happened in the past. Because mm -hmm. I remember they forced you uh, at one point to have your real name out there and stuff. And I was like, uh, that's supposed to be private. Right, and, it is. Uh, and I, I was like, yeah, they, they, they literally updated that out of the blue. And I was like one day and I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't like that either. Nope. Um. So it's, it's, um, that's another okay. thing that can literally cause, uh, uh, cause like swatting and stuff as well. Cause they can also, you know, look up your location and stuff as well. Um, no, that's true. And I'm glad that we're gonna have someone here that's going to be handling that and, and dealing with it because it, that's important, especially for, especially for streamers and gamers and information being transferred across amongst different covenants and parties and having who, how many knows different servers and hands is passing through. So having someone that's going to really pay attention to that and make sure that, you know, our best interest is that uh, being care of whether our best interest is actually really being, you know, taken care of. And it's, it, this is just a front, but I think that, um, this is something that's, uh, that's important. Uh, and hopefully like all, uh, companies will have a, a position like this to make sure that our information is kept private. And you know that we're the people that we're dealing with are are legit, so uh, it's good to see that. It's just interesting news. It wasn't anything like crazy news, but it was just interesting news. 
I think the biggest news is like right now, like this news right here. EA, EA. Let's just let's just, just make sure you're sitting because my mind was blown when when I saw this. So EA is pledging total freedom for game developers. Like, what? What? Like, and it's like, wait a minute. What happened? Why? Why wasn't this like ten years ago? Why didn't you do this? Um. So I, 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 I just mind blowing. So we're talking about like Dragon Age, Mass Effect, Titanfall, all their games, uh, that you know, especially like Bioware and other companies inside, and other companies inside of EA that build. So I'm hoping we can, especially Bioware. I'm hoping with this they can make a triumphant return with all their games, which is which is huge because Bioware has been in a weird place. And I mean, let's look at Anthem. Very weird place. Um, and on top of this news, as well as being letting the letting the studios develop the games that they want with very minimal interaction from management, which is how it you know let them that uh, to me that's that's the gaming. Let them have my career. Let them have their creative freedom and let management deal with like other shit they need to deal with. I don't know what gaming management does, but leave me alone. Let me develop my game. Um, they're ditching online service models. So rip Anthem. But they're going to moving to more single players. So we're not going to see any more live service games. You're not going to see games from EA that are like Destiny or The Division or Anthem. You're, you're not going to see anything like that. Uh, and honestly, games like that never win. I mean, look at The Division 2. Look at The Destiny 2. Just look at Anthem. They just don't... I spelled Anthem wrong like three times. Um, just, just just look at those services. They don't, they don't, they don't do well. Uh, you know, they're, they're like mini MMO. They're like mini MMO games that just don't provide the value that's there. Um, so it's just... It's very interesting to see where we're going to go. You know what? Uh, with it. Though, about this mm. whole situation. Remember like a few years ago, the head EA executive said uh, single player games are dead. Now look at it. Yeah. 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 There was actually an article. I was looking at the article. I wish I kept it. Um, that he said that, yeah, single player is no longer the way to move. We believe that moving into like online service models is the way of the future of gaming. And then Anthem came out and he shot himself in the foot with pushing that game that should never been released for like another year or two, probably another two years. Um, and then shot himself. So yeah, three years? Yeah, probably. You're probably right with that game released. So now they shot, you know, EA shot themselves in the foot. Um, it should just, they should just left it alone and never have said that because now we're, now we're going back full circle and single player games, which is good to see because uh, single player games give you some of the best value. And it's not to say you won't get replay value of a single player game. You can get the same looting and shooting and things like from a single player game without being connected to a freaking online service that has a patch every 12 weeks. Like I don't need it. I don't need a freaking expansion. I don't need a season every 12 weeks. I, I don't need that. Just, you know, you can release an expansion every six, you know, every six months to a year, release a new expansion. It, it builds on top of the game. Like, why does it have to be every 12 weeks you're pushing out content? That's just rehash content because you're not giving yourself a nine time to develop something that's actually valuable and sustainable. So I'm excited to see single player games make a make a comeback. It's oh, very yeah, cool. Man. Especially I, I am a huge fan. You already know this. I'm a huge fan of Mass Effect. If they yes. can make a huge comeback after Andromeda. I mean, I enjoyed Andromeda, but I wish they would have continued it because there was like expansion plans for the game and that got all scrapped and it got turned into comic books. And I was like, really? So we pay for this edition and then it gets all scrapped due to player feedback trashing again. Right. When they could have just brought it out, you know? Mm, that's true. I 100% I, I agree. Uh, so it's gonna be very nice just to see like a single player game with a with a consistent and and um, consistent story that's going to just not have this crazy twelve week freaking nonsense. It just makes no sense. And 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 seasons are just I'm over seasons. Like seasons are just something I don't even want to deal with anymore. Like like if Glimish, uh, Glimish, I, I, if Outriders has been doing seasons, I think I'll be annoyed. Because it's just it's just twelve week uh it's just twelve week content that I feel is just never sustainable or valuable. And I, and I look at the division two and I look at destiny two and I feel like it's always the same rehash nonsense in seasons. 
Here's some rewards. Go fetch those freaking rewards. Level up your season level. Get different rewards. It's just, and I feel like it's the same track and the same nonsense. I'm just, I'm over seasons. Like seasons just don't. And I feel like, I feel like that was the new. That's what Fortnite did. I think Fortnite started that nonsense. Um, oh yeah. And it became the new. Uh, what the hell wasn't? What was it? Used to, it, used to be, it was the season pass became seasons. Actually, Who did start it? it? Wasn't it wasn't them? I think it was Destiny and Division that started the whole seasons thing. No way, dude. Division's just Division's brand new with the seasons. That was that came out with uh with Warlords. I thought they had like mini events and stuff from time to time, like for mm. the like. I wouldn't. Oh no, you're talking about like holiday stuff, but yeah, Destiny. Destiny was the I think the first one to start off with that. Oh, they had seasons. Wait, they had a whole season track. I didn't know that. I thought it was Fortnite that did it. Yep. Oh yeah, wow. It, 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 they did it in the first game as well. Oh, I, I didn't play Destiny. Destiny. I never got into Destiny. Destiny bored the crap out of me. Um. Yeah, it's kind of sad to be honest, especially after, you know what the crazy thing is? I, I still think it's pretty crazy till this day after how much money they put into the first Destiny game. Right. I, I would think it was like $150 million or so, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. $150 million, like, Jesus. Yes, $150 million, and we barely got anything from it. And a lot of yeah. stuff got scrapped due to them getting like somebody leaving the company and they scrapped the stuff that he did and it, it was supposed to be a whole entire different game overall and they just messed it up that's true um it's very true and, and destiny has just been just, destiny's one of those games that you know i keep trying to get into and i keep buying the dumb expansion packs and whatever and it's the last time I do it, because every time I do it, I get into it and I start playing it. I'm like, I feel like I'm just playing the expansion pack from last season. Like, what am I doing? I'm fighting the same enemies. They just rehash the same enemies. I'm I'm finding guns that look exactly the same. I'm finding armor that looks exactly the same. And it, the gameplay, it's just it's just a weird game loop. Like, the Division 2 had better game loop than Destiny 2. Um, and, that's say, and that's saying a lot, because Division 2 had a lot of issues. <laughs> like, the Destiny 2 was a better, like, better, smoother game. Division 2 was just always broken in terms of like uh gameplay and bugs and stuff, but it had a better gameplay loop, I thought I felt. Uh it was more enjoyable to get gear and you know, you you could you know, when you got gear, you actually look cool in it. Uh, so I don't know. Um both those games have its own issues, I guess, but two games I stopped playing because I'm just tired of seasonal loop nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I do give credit to, you know ubisoft overall for you know wanting them like they they were able to continue with the game then bring out more content but now the question is with them doing that is everything gonna be like the same type of pattern for you know from the previous type of uh expansions and be the same cycle as it was or if they're gonna be making it you know more interesting for the player base than just doing the same stuff like every expansion right and that's why i feel like what's happening um like i recently jumped into division two again i was like oh, i'm gonna check it out and i'm sitting there and i'm and i'm I'm playing the game and i'm like wait and it's the same see it's the same gameplay and I, I understand the gameplay loop i get the gameplay loop um and i like the time i like the i like those type of loops i like the gameplay of, you know next season you're getting better gear and whatnot um um Sorry, I, I have work pinging me right now because there's an incident going on. And <clears throat> um, sorry, what was I saying? What was I saying? So yeah, so the guy logged into Division Two, and it has this gameplay loop of going through these different uh, enemies that you have to get to to find the rogue, a the main rogue agent, which was cool. But it became the same BS nonsense. I want to I'll tell you what it really annoyed about the Division 2 was that I went from buying this Warlords of New York expansion and spent all my time in Washington, D.C. Why did I spend $40 on expansion in New York and spent 10 hours of playing it in New York? And all my other content was in Washington, D.C. Please explain that to me. It was a waste of money and the worst money I ever spent on, on, a, on an expansion. And it pissed me off. And it's one of the reasons why I don't play Division 2 anymore because it's just like 
wait, you made me pay. Why was it even forty dollars? Why couldn't this, why was it not twenty? Why was it just released as just like a free DLC? Like you you wasted so much time to build it. We did like six seven missions, and then you put us back into Washington D.C. Majority of the time, all the rogue agents were in Washington D.C. And it was all the same stories that were reused. And you just and it was just all redone in a different way. Just had you, go, you had to go replay the whole story. The story didn't change. You did the same exact story, killed the same boss, but got information on where this new rogue agent was hiding. But no, there was no story change. It was just, I felt like it was rushed and nothing that was done correctly. And I'm just tired of like story loops like that. So I feel like Outriders is doing it correctly with the game loop because Endgame looks a little bit more promising. Um, can't talk to it because I haven't, but from what it looks like, it looks more promising with actually taking away, moving away from the leveling story content and giving you end game content. Now, why you can keep doing the story content while you, if you want at the higher tier levels, that's cool, but they give you expeditions and different types of end game content do not that have its own story content. And you go through those like 15 different levels, which is, which is pretty cool. Which is very true. Yeah. So and hopefully they build on top of that. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Hopefully, eventually, you know, if the game becomes, you know, extremely successful, I hope they bring out expansions for it. Like how we talked about beforehand, I I definitely think, like, if it does become a huge game, they they should expand upon, like, more the story overall. Like, keep moving forward. Yes, I I 100% agree. So hopefully hopefully we'll see that, um, because that would be... That'd be great. I love how I have like ads there and like in <laughs> Chinese or Japanese. I'm not sure what language it is, or I just I find that hilarious actually. But I am gonna say this though. <laughs> I want live service games to end, to be honest. I I'm, think a lot of people I do. Am, I'm getting to the point to where every time when I see one, I, I, I cringe to be honest, especially after all the bad experiences and stuff that I've had with mm. live service games. It's yep. getting to that point to me. I, I agree, and that's why I don't really touch the division two, and that's and that's, and you know, you know, there, there was an argument going back and forth over Outriders if it's a live service game or not. You know, you you can have a game that connects to servers, but it's not a live service game. You're not getting that content updates every freaking twelve weeks with a crazy seasonal loop. Yes, you connect to a game server, but you're not. You're, it's not. It's not a live service in the sense that you're getting um, uh, weekly patches uh, and things like that. Because if you think about it, like you know, you have um, what the passive exiles? Uh, I guess that's a live service game, sort of. It's just online. Diablo Three is that literally live yeah. service? Not really, I, I guess. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's live service. I mean, they do update the game and add like events. I mean, it's just twelve, yeah. but there's there's every twelve weeks. Yeah. It has it has leagues, which is kind of like seasons. But honestly, I feel like they do leagues a little bit better than they actually do seasons. I feel like. They're really creative in their leagues and change like the leagues change every season. There's a whole different type of play style. The builds change along with it. Like I, you really can't you really can't compare POE to like Destiny or Division 2 because it's just it's not a league of its own. Um exactly. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens with the rest of it. But it's it's just uh, live service to me is like Division 2, Destiny 2, Anthem. Um it's like a mid. It's like a a a small version of an MMO without having to pay monthly for it. Um, mm-hmm. But at least MMO, you know, you're getting good quality content. Well, depending on MMO, but you're getting good quality content. Like Final Fantasy yeah. fourteen. So, anyway, but the biggest takeaway from all of that is EA is pledging total freedom for the developers, and they are moving away from live service games and bringing back their single player games. That's that's huge and. Thank you, EA, for finally listening and understanding what players actually want and not what's actually making you fucking money. Because what's making you money is not doing anything good. Because no one's buying your trash anymore. Um, so that's very exciting. So now hopefully uh, for like sports games and stuff, they stop with the microtransactions and stuff because I know that's making a lot of people upset too. I don't, I don't think they will yet. Um. Uh, I know they've been on a lot of scrutiny for that. And I was brought to like, you know, courts and whatnot. And people are, you know, gambling, it's, you know, pushed as gambling, but I don't see it stopping anytime soon. So we'll see, we will see what actually happens with, um, with, with, what's that, with that whole nonsense. I hope it goes away. Cause it's just, it's, it's, it's predatory, honestly. Um, yep. and I really hope it stops. 
because you know someone who has like a gambling issue and now they're playing like this game that has gambling you know the same type of gambling methods as like going to the casino they're gonna drop all their freaking hard-earned money on stupid freaking rng junk for a soccer game it's it's just stop being like it's very predatory and and, and i don't uh agree at all with what they're doing yeah so. i really hope to see a lot of other gaming companies follow suit with this because it, it definitely needs to happen and i definitely think that they need to take their times with you know, time with the, the game development and stuff for certain games and stuff instead of rushing it and getting mm-hmm. a half, you know, budded product. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Stop half-assing games. Listen, when you go to the bathroom and you wipe and you take a crap and you wipe your ass, do you half-ass wipe your ass? You walk out the dirty ass or you fully wipe your ass? Like, stop putting out half-ass games. Freaking complete the game. It's a bad analogy, but it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I mean, so... No. <laughs> so, uh, let's look at uh. So the other thing that came up uh, was actually pretty cool. Was that Square Enix is looking to Forever Entertainment for more remakes, and the first one they're doing was the Panzer, I think, series, right? The Panzer. What the hell is it called? Panzer. Um. Oh my God. Panzer Dragoon. Um. Yes. Which was actually pretty, a pretty cool game. I don't know if I. I you know, I thinking back, I played on a Dreamcast. I think it was. I think it was on the Dreamcast that uh, it was Dreamcast and Xbox, if I remember. It might have been, yes, it was Xbox, yes, because I, I remember the artwork from like I want to play this game, yes, yes, I do remember this game. Orta. Yes, nice. yep, it was a very cool game. It was very neat. I enjoyed it. It was very cool, very cool. Like you're flying on dragons, have to do different things. It was just very, very neat game overall in terms of like um, style and and action and combat. It was a lot of fun to play. Uh, but now Square Enix is turning to this company called Forever Entertainment to put more remakes on them. Because I guess Square Enix is just, you know, they, people want remakes, but they're also trying to put out their old games. And I and this is where I have an issue with remakes and people who want remakes and remasters. I'm like, listen, you only have so many people on a team. You either want new games or you either want games that you played in your childhood remade and remastered. You can't have both worlds. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. It's, it's, it's impossible. Somewhere... Something's going to lose quality and then you're going to bitch about it. So what do you want? Do you want old games remade or do you want new games that you've never played before? So I, it's nice to see companies going out of the way and working with other companies they've worked before and say, hey, you've done a good job on these games. Let's work together and you work on uh, on different remakes. And these are the ones we're looking into. So our question of the week today uh, is what squareness game from your childhood do you want to see remade? Like, I, I want Crown Trigger. That's my all-time favorite game. I would love to even see remastered. I would like to see it remastered. I don't need a remake of Crown Trigger. Leave it alone. Don't remake that shit. Just remaster it. Give me HD graphics with the story as it is. You know, maybe you know, leave the time. Just leave it alone and just give me HD graphics. I don't need a remake on Crown Trigger. That's just silly. Certain games should just just make oh, it pretty. Totally but it's with 2021 up with 2021 uh, engines. You know, just update it. Kind of like they did with Legend of Mana. I would love that in Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve was an amazing game when I grew yes. up, like when I was. I little. think it was underrated. <laughs> it was to me. It was way ahead of its time. Like it was, but you're one of the few people that I know who play. Like I all like so when I was growing up, everyone had a hard on for Final Fantasies. Like it was Final Fantasies. And I can and I found Xenogears. I forgot how I came across Xenogears. I think I played a demo of it in one of the games I got. I was like, "Oh my god, this game's absolutely freaking amazing." Um and I and I and I jumped on it and I played it. I got both the game and played. It. it was an absolutely beautiful game. Well done. Um like it was it was at, it was teetering with best game of all time with Chrono Trigger. Uh because it was just that good. Um uh so hopefully we'll see, I think Xenogears, the problem with Xenogears and why it won't have a remake is because the person that did Xenogears no longer is at Square Enix and he took his IP and moved out and built his own, I think it was not Monolith Studios, whoever did Xenosaga. Um, I just noticed something. Who made this? Was it Monolith Studios? Yeah, my, my, Monolith Soft. That's what it was. Monolith Soft. So they've been, they've been, you know, he made his own things and partnered with Namco to uh, 
to build it and now he's off doing the ones on the switch so i don't think we'll ever see it i don't know if we'll ever see a xenogears uh because i think he took the uh the ip from from square enix and went off with his own thing which kind of sucks mm-hmm. what'd you say uh i i uh clicked on this one article uh for the final fantasy 7 remake producer i'm going to send this to you real quick okay but yes, yeah, so a question of the week, guys. Oh, go ahead. And when you get to the like, when you scroll down, go towards the video, and tell me what you notice. You sent to me on Twitter. Yeah, I'm about to. Oh, okay. Like, scroll down, look, look at the video very carefully, and tell me what you see without clicking on it. Wait, why? FF7 remake for Bruce to talk. I don't know. What you're, I, I, I don't know. There's a video down on the bottom. Oh, oh, I just have video. All the way down at the bottom? You see, it, 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 yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a Square Enix video. I see uh, this one I'm looking at right now. I see a it's meow. Katas and, uh, Katas. Kenny Omega. Who's Kenny Omega? Uh, I don't know who Kenny is. A wrestler, but oh, please tell me you noticed that X. Yes, yes, I do. That's Xeno Gears. Oh my God! <laughs> That's a Xeno Gears X. That's a Xeno Gears X. Wait, who didn't he make the game? Wasn't he a producer? I can't remember. Yoshi Nori Katis. I think he was Yoshi Nori. I think he uh, might be. He's known for the director of Final Fantasy VI, Crown Trigger, 7, 8, 10. Hmm. Nothing on Xenogears? Oops. I, I, I noticed that right away. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, No, I don't see anything about anything about Xenogears. I wonder if that's like a tease. But yeah, look, they're bringing it up here. So everyone who's listening, we're we're looking at this um, picture uh, about about Yoshi uh, Yoshinori Katis and Kenny Omega and uh, in Yoshi Yoshinori Katis. Uh, if you ever actually played this game Xenogears, there's this big red X uh, in the in the artwork uh, in the beginning of the name of Xenogears. Uh, for everyone on YouTube, we'll bring it up. If you've never played this game before, I highly suggest you just play it. Uh, so there, there, here you go. I mean, it doesn't look, uh, it could be, it's a little, sort of, it's just, it's facing the other way, um, compared to where this looks, but the, the X, you know, gears, um, I thought I someone said something about it here. So that's pretty cool. I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anyone else notice that X looks specific? Uh, this article is from March to 2020. So, so over a year ago. Yeah, a year ago almost at this point. So I don't know. I, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, that's that's the X from Xenogears. Just just facing the other way. That would be amazing to see it come back. I, I yeah. love Xenogears, man. Me too. It was very cool. Uh, if you never played Xenogears, you know, either find find it to play or there are many ways of getting it. I'm not going to tell you how to get it and play it, but it's um, it's very cool. And then you have like all the Xenoblade, like all the Xeno series that don't really tie into it, but they're like spiritual successors to different game to the Xenogears, but they're not really uh, anything to do with the actual Xenogears game. Um, so it, it, was, it was pretty cool. So directors was Tetsu, uh, Tetsuya uh Taka, takahashi but not not uh not the guy we just looked at so he wasn't he wasn't anything to do with it but it's interesting that there's that there's a uh x in there so that's pretty cool i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what games they choose to remake um i think it's very uh very very um interesting uh that we have forever entertainment so i like to see that we're gonna have company i like to see that the main companies are like shit people really want freaking remakes and remasters but we don't have the resources to do remake all the remakes and remasters 
And like I said before, something's going to give. Either you're going to get really good remakes or remasters and really crappy new games, or you can get really good new games and crappy remakes or remasters. So, um, it doesn't, it just doesn't, uh, uh, this doesn't, you know, well, this doesn't add up like something, something to gain something, you have to sacrifice something. And that's just the way it works. They don't have the resources to do it. So hopefully these teams can do it. Um, heck if not, them. like I, we talked about before. A reboot would be cool. You take the whole game. I don't, just don't, don't, I don't need Chrono Trigger rebooted, man. Leave Chrono Trigger. Just give me HD graphics. That's what I want. So I just need I just need graphics to this age because sometimes playing eight big or sixteen bit graphics is just tough. Oh, I, I agree. I I definitely agree. So like I like retro games, but sometimes I'm like I just can't. Like I just it's just. But Chrono Trigger is one game I can sit down and play over and over again. Um, so is Xeno Gears. The Final Fantasy is not so much. Uh, I like Seven's great. Eight's great. Nine is the only one I actually replay over and over again. That's my favorite Final Fantasy of the PlayStation era. Yeah, nine was really good. It's my favorite one. Blows away seven, in my opinion. <laughs> I think seven's just overrated at this point. Ten was, yes, ten was I said that, and I will say it again. Final Fantasy seven is just overrated. People give it way too much hype. It was great, and it was an important game in the series. But, dude, it's so overplayed and so overhyped. They're milking it, I'll, I'll be honest. They do milk it. With that whole BR, the whole BR game that's coming out. Oh, God. Like, yeah, it's just being milked now. Like Why? it's overhyped, and and they know they can do it because people are like, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, yeah. I'm like, oh god. I was like, just enough. I mean, I, I love the remake. I love the remake. It, I thought it was, it was good. Really fun. It was a seven. Uh, what I said, I think I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. It was good. I mean, it wasn't anything that was like. I mean, it was very good. It was very good. But seven and a half out of ten. The whole whispers and nonsense annoyed the crap out of me. I'm um, like, why, 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 what are these whispers for? Like, I, I for for a newcomer to the series, it won't mean a, it won't mean crap to them. Um, but to to people who are uh, veterans of Final Fantasy VII, it's just it was just annoying, honestly, and it, it just kind of like ruined the flow of the game for me. You know what I think that this whole remake is like technically. I honestly think that it is. Uh, I would say a spinoff to Advent Children in a way. I think that's what, in my opinion, what I think it is. Mm. It could be. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, it's 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 interesting, but there was a lot of stuff that just kind of bored me. And now, that's never honest talk. Let's talk about the PlayStation 5 remake and release of this nonsense that the PlayStation 5, um, the PlayStation 5 oh, yeah. is getting more content and Yuffie and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, stop. Whatever the more content, Yuffie was not in the first disc. I think she made a quick cameo in the first disc if you go somewhere, but yeah. she wasn't in the first disc. Oh, well, excuse me. She wasn't, I, I'm sorry. She wasn't in the first disc. I'm sorry. She wasn't in the first part of, 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 uh, being a Midgar. She was later on in the first disc as you're going to like, um, uh, what what forest was that into that freaking tower uh where the phoenix was where you got the phoenix materia uh it was just it was just con, con, where the condors were the condor tower whatever the heck it was called you found her over there somewhere but whatever <laughs> why is she being put in like why why is it so important to put her in right now like i just I, it makes no sense to me and it kind of like and, and it kind of annoys me uh that ps4 owner is about to get gypped um so yeah I mean, at least they get. Well, at least we get the free upgrade. I mean, but they should have added that DLC for the PS4 as well, e even if it's underutilized and underperforms compared to the PS5 version. They should have just added it. Yep, I agree. I just don't understand why we're adding Yuffie so early into the game, and why PS5 is getting more content than the PS4. It's kind of like, uh, you know, that that that's that Sony exclusive bullshit that I just can't deal with from Sony. And that's and that's Sony. Like Square Enix would give it to their players, but Sony's like, well, no, you gotta have a PS5 to actually if you want to do it. Like if you don't have a PS5, well, it sucks to be you. So and that's and that's where I draw the line with Sony, which I don't really support them a lot. And it's like a kick to the face, really. It is like if you oh if you didn't buy a PS5, you can't enjoy a PS4. You can't enjoy the other parts of this game. So it just annoys me. Yeah, I. I... 
I wonder if it's like a side story for her, like origin in a way. I, I, I wonder how they're gonna pull like pull that off. I wonder what it's gonna be about. But right. know, either way, I, I'm pretty upset by that as well that they didn't bring it onto the PS4. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, and it, like Danny said, it's kind of kicking the uh, kicking the face. It's true. It's really true. I mean, it's cool that we get a free upgrade, but you know, eh. yeah, it's just it's it's just I don't know, man. It's just I'm I'm I don't plan on buying a PS5 anytime soon. I have no reason to own a new any of the new systems, uh, none whatsoever. Um, so, but it's it's. It's just silly that they do that. Sony does nonsense like that, and I really have no patience for nonsense like that. To be honest with you, I, I just don't. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But the biggest news from that is that Square Enix is looking to make more releases by using Forever Entertainment. So hopefully, we see some good, good uh, Square Enix remakes. And the question of the week uh, for Mordat's game, you can tweet at myself uh, and I, Doctor Fate, on Twitter um, about what you. What Square Enix game from your childhood do you want to see remade or drop into our uh, Gilded and come to the Question of the Week channel and uh, answer the question here as well. Uh, so, you know, you have multiple places to answer it. Uh, you can email us too. Uh, you can email me. I'm, riv I'm riven at more.tv if you want to email me the answers. Uh, and uh, we'll read them aloud on next stream. Uh, so that that's cool. And I think for every... For every week uh, at the end of the show, we'll have a question of the week that we bring to the podcast to ask you to and to read them a lot, to read them aloud uh, on on the following on the next stream, uh, which is cool. I hope it's cool. I hope it'll be fun. I think we'll get into cool, yeah, well. cool conversation. So, but all right, guys, I don't know. I think I think we covered a lot tonight. Um. We definitely had a lot of news, especially with Glimish, uh, Blizzard, EA. EA, I think, was the, some of the biggest news I've seen in a while from them that they're giving full-blown freedom to game developers. And then uh, Square Enix is pretty dope uh, to see remakes coming from. Oh, I, I was talking about remakes. Nintendo looked to a different company uh, to do the remakes of... was it? The, the Silver and... Um, oh my gosh, dude. I'm losing my mind right here. Uh, this just popped in my head. I, I can't remember the name of the games though. And uh, excuse me, Pokemon Silver, right? It was Pokemon Silver and did you see that, dude? Oh yeah, Pokemon um... Diamond and Pearl. I think that's what it's Diamond and Pearl. Yes, yeah, I know what I'm saying Silver. Uh, it was Diamond and Pearl remix, and they're looking to some company to go ahead and um, build them up, which is actually pretty cool. So we'll get to see like these. Uh, these new channels, uh, these new games remade, uh, which is nice because I've always wanted to play them. I just don't want to go back and play them on an emulator. I would like to play them like I can actually buy them for the Switch and play them. So it's called Brilliant Diamond something Pearl. or think Shiny Pearl, some nonsense like that. Um, so that's cool. That's coming. If you're into Pokemon and didn't hear about that, uh, yeah, shine, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are coming to the Switch. I think sometime this year actually so not that something we had in our show notes just something that popped into my head because we're talking about remakes so that's pretty cool but i know they look to uh the pokemon company is looking to this uh other company uh to remake uh to remake a lot of their older games while the pokemon company uh, uh game freak looks to make all the current stuff uh, and we have that pokemon action rpg which is coming soon eventually to the switch which kind of looks cool. I don't know. I, yeah, the open world one, which could be cool. Hopefully it does well. I will see. It looks neat. But, uh... I'm not like Sword and Shield. I didn't like that game. Those games. Me either. Oh, you didn't like those? I, I thought they were okay. I didn't mind them. I, but then again, I never played many Pokemon games. So, to me, it was like, oh, this is cool. I hate them. But, yeah, it, it, I didn't enjoy, like, the regular Pokemon games. Hmm. I don't know. Everyone said start with Emerald. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, and that's why you know I'm I'm waiting I'm also waiting to buy a Switch because the Switch Pro is gonna be announced soon. Um, 
So Danny says if they have a collected edition for part two, I'll probably get it as well, Dr. Fate, for I guess Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, for Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah. Uh, part of me just wants to wait for Final Fantasy VII to go ahead and buy the full collector's edition when it's actually out instead of piecemealing it, spending like $20 three times. So like, like I'm 60 bucks in, but I'm at the same point, I'm like, do I really want to spend $60 two more times? It's kind of silly. So, I don't know. But guys, uh, we've been live for about an hour. I think we're going to start wrapping things up here. Uh, it's been an awesome podcast. Some good news uh, with Glemish. Uh, if you don't know what Glimish is, check out Glimish.tv. Uh, it's a new up-and-coming stream site that just launched this Tuesday. It's in its alpha stages. Come check it out. Come say hello to the streamers are over there. Dr. Fate will be live over there uh, playing all his stuff. Uh, where, where can they find you, Fate? They can find me at twitter.com slash idoctorfate and also in, on uh, glimish.tv slash idoctorfate, uh, which is going to be the main platform I'm going to be streaming on from here on out. And I definitely look forward to the future of that platform. Hell yeah. I think it's going to be a good platform for sure. So, and then uh, I'm Riven Burdragon. You can find me on twitter.com slash, slash Riven Burdragon. Uh, I'm also on wasader.gg uh, slash Riven Burdragon. If you don't know what Sader is, check out Wasader. Um, this is a, um, this is an up and coming site as well. That's kind of like a Twitter for gamers, really cool site. Uh, I love what they're doing with it. Um, it's, it's really, really, really so far. I really like it. The community is great. Uh, it's just really lots of gamers and streamers. No nonsense on Twitter. Like you're going through, scrolling through and you get some BS freaking political crap and people fighting with each other. Uh, there's a lot of people on here and it's just streamers gamers and just chilling it's a really good community so far so check them out app.wasada.gg sign up they are in the early state they're in their early access right now but you can sign up uh, and check them out they just went they just went live their actual uh wasada app for android is out of the beta stages and now in like its early access uh um launch which is and it's actually a really good uh application uh, so the, the developers are doing a really good job. So you can find me there and then you can always find me here on twitch.tv slash I am not moving to Glimish at this time. Um, well, I'm going to keep an eye on it and see how it goes in terms of launch and whatnot. So guys, Fate and I appreciate you tuning in, hanging out, chilling with us, chatting with us. Just having a grand old time as usual. Uh, but we're going to get on out of here. So peace out, everyone. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Bye.